0: And uh, we've been reflecting a lot in the last couple of days on now President Moon Jae-in's victory, but what about the losing candidates and what lies ahead for them and their parties? Professor Jung Hwang of Hong Kong University of Foreign Studies Law School is on the line to take us up close on their issues, their situations right now. Good morning to you. Good morning, Ireland. Um So it was a... a Comprehensive victory, 17 percentage points. So, when we talk about the rest, Hong Jun-pyo led the charge, followed by An cheol Su, then Yu Seung-min and close behind him, Shim Sang-jong. There were obviously 13 candidates in total. But uh, is there much of a political future for candidates when they're that far behind?
1: Well, I mean, they all have to think about the next elections. We have local election coming up next year, and they will also have the national assembly election coming up uh, in three years. And it seems like each of these parties, we're basically seeing, you know, the preparatory power struggle that is going on. So let's take these candidates one by one, if you if you would. Absolutely. Well, we so can
0: start in order then of popularity. Net. Hong Jun Pyo, uh, a man who. Yep divided the nation his uh, <laughs> his, his relative success uh, when we started seeing results horrified some and delighted others uh, he, he did manage to achieve the donald trump status of of being um a, a divisive force but unfortunately not uh, for the victory as far as he's concerned
1: Right. To call somebody, somebody Donald Trump of Korea, I'm not sure whether that's a compliment these days. But in any case, as you mentioned, Hong Jun-pyo achieved uh, 24.0% support, which if you consider the, uh, you know, the last time that we saw the approval rating for President Park, right before she got impeached, she, was, she had approval rating of, of just 4%. So, which means that, you know, I think a lot of people are saying that, hey, 24% is a big achievement. And two, the fact that he was able to overtake Ancho, so I think a lot of people are crediting him him for achieving that.
0: Yeah, but still there's this power struggle with the pro-puck faction. The Mm pro-puck, I mean, it's just so ridiculous. Just hearing myself (laughs) say that, we're talking about a faction in favour of an impeached and ousted president. But still the loyalty goes on. I suppose loyalty is to be commended. Uh, Just be wise, I suppose, where you place it.
1: Yeah, I mean if you I mean we'll talk about Yusu Min a little bit. I mean the fact that Yusu Min fares so poorly is the fact that, you know, the in the core Taegu, Kangbu province region, Yusu Min is still regarded as a traitor. So I think the loyalty does play a key role in the minds of many conservative supporters in Korea. So for as for Hong Joon-pyo I mean I think that the power struggle is basically over about thirteen lawmakers who have defected from the bottom Party, Yuzing Min's party, and we're now trying to rejoin Hong's party and Now, the pro-Park faction is that, hey, we don't want them. And Hong is saying that, hey, we want to have as big a tent as possible. So, this is seen as basically a key power struggle that will go on to see who's going to take the initiative in in the, um, the Liberty Party.
0: Yeah, well, let's just talk a little bit more about this because uh, those Liberty Korea Party pro-park lawmakers do still seem to carry a lot of influence. In fact, they seem to be pressuring yep. the leadership to reject the application yep. to join forces from those defectors from the breakaway Baron Party who wanted to rejoin. So there are 13 of them. They could be left in no man's land.
1: Exactly. And you know, of course, bottom party doesn't exactly want to take them back all that easily either. So, you know, these 13 lawmakers are in a very precarious position. So there'll be pawns in this power struggle in the Liberty Korea party. And, you know, Hong is actually not in Korea anymore. He's going to go to the United States. I think he's traveling right now to visit his son. Um, But he has made some cryptic comments in his SNS accounts saying that, you know, he's willing to do whatever it takes in order to, you know, bring the Conservatives together. So this power struggle is definitely worth observing because if you think about it, Liberty Korea Party is number two party with currently about 99 seats in the National Assembly, so it does have a lot of sway.
0: Well, let's jump over, Anshosu, for a moment because we're on the theme here uh, and get to Yoo Sung-min in more detail. Uh, he did so well in the debates. He's seen by many people as, as a very solid candidate. Uh, he, he has cr- academic credentials. He says sensible things. But he seems to be a victim of the conservative problems that you just described.
1: Exactly, and the defection kind of vividly illustrated that the problem. And his party barely is hanging on to twenty seats, which is one you need in you know, order to be a so-called negotiation party in the National Assembly. You know, you get the uh, the various committee assignments and so forth. So Yoon mins future is quite uncertain, and there's even a talk of possibly the Moon administration having him as the economic vice minister, vice prime minister. And if he you actually does take that, I mean, I think that's a long shot. He might be even rejected further by the conservative, conservative side of the, uh, the Korean political spectrum. So it is really a future for you at this point.
0: Yeah, well, Yoo Sung-min, if he does join the Moon Jae-in cabinet and, and hang on in there, I mean, he, socially, he's pretty liberal. It's just uh, generally on that North Korea issue, he's, he's more conservative. But yep. could he rebuild his political future? And, and could we yet see Yoo Sung-min playing a, a, a role, for example, in future elections?
1: I mean, if he ever joins the Moon cabinet, I think he's going to be even rejected further by the conservative party. And his power base does come from Tegu, which is basically the rock solid uh, the base of the conservative support in Korea. So. Uh, my prediction is that, no, he's probably not going to uh, join the uh, Moon Cabinet because, you know, if he joins the Moon Cabinet, he'll basically be, uh, you know, be bl- branded as a uh, traitor and will be looked upon with a lot of suspicion by the liberal part of the uh, Korean political spectrum. So it doesn't really make much sense for you, I think.
0: Well, someone who might join the Cabinet is Shim Sang-jong. We'll get to her after Anjil Su soo then. Anjil Su soo relatively close behind Hong Jin-pyo, but considering his expectations and hopes at one stage of the race he'll be very disappointed won't he uh to have fallen behind after those debates
1: and it seems that he basically has sort of dropped off the uh you know the, the radar for a while he's i guess he's going to just think about his future and his party is now actually in a state of the huge power struggle because everyone in the leadership position has resigned and, you know, given the fact that they basically got trounced in Funam, which is the power base of the uh, the People's Party, Anchoice's Party, you know, I think their political future is much in doubt, and I think a lot of attention will be paid to what it will, what will happen during the local elections to take place next year.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you see the People's Party identity changing then, if it even survives all this?
1: Well, I mean, it, it's a question of how much of support they can really ho- hold on to in you know, Hunnam. I mean, it is not a big secret that, you know, the People's Party is basically a Honam party. It's, you know, basically 38 lawmakers from Hunan and a couple of people from other parts, including An Su in, in Seoul. So, I mean, if they lose their power base in Honam I just don't see them. You know, where they, I just don't see how they, they can go anywhere.
0: Yeah. Uh, and for An Su, just, you know, same question as with you, Sung Min. Can you see him coming back? He He's had two cracks in it. Would it be third time lucky for Angel Su, or was that his best chance of becoming president with the Conservatives so weakened, uh, being able to possibly take on some Conservative support?
1: I mean, if anybody has taken the most bidding in this election, I'll probably pick Su because he has self-appointed himself as the, the greatest challenger to Moon, and he came in third so that he fell far short of expectations. And the fact that he fared so poorly in debates, I think basically, you know, he needs to change his, uh, you know, uh, the political uh, a little bit, the way that he has presented to the public wasn't really convincing and the, the political landscape in Korea has to change a little bit for him to make a, you know credible comeback at this time so I expect him to be quiet for a while at least
0: Yeah, well, th- we did see Moon Jae-in go quiet for a while after Park Geun-hye beat him last time around and he right. obviously made the comeback but Anjil Si you would suspect he has to do something maybe away from politics again to to capture the public imagination. But Shim Sang-jong, 6.2%, behind Yoo Sung min 6.8%. The fact that she comes from uh, a party that wasn't given much of a hope, that was very much in the minority in the National Assembly, but she seems to have made herself even more of a national celebrity and does seem to be well-placed to maybe form part of this new government.
1: Perhaps I mean she had definitely made an impression during the debates. I think you know Yu min and Shin sang are, are two people who are given most uh, accolades during the debates for their performance. Having said that, there is going to talk about you know maybe having having her join the Moon cabinet as a labor minister. But you know, based on some of the public statements after the election, I think she's taken a bit of a confrontational approach towards the Moon administration. So let's see how she goes gets along with President Moon. I mean she's not. Entirely happy with the fact that the uh, the President Moon has taken a bit of a you know rightward shift in many of his policies, and it seems that she might be wanting to play a bit of a thorn inside.
0: Well, d- does she have a hope if she goes down that route? If she tries, try, you know, tries to keep the centre left honest from further
1: left. We'll see. I mean, uh, she's also kn- known for b- being extremely critical during the Moon Hyun administration, and I think many of Moon supporters remember her for that. Mm. And unlike Choe who made her a reman- uh, uh, amends, uh, Shin Changjong really never did that. So I think there's. I expect to see some conflicts and some confrontation between the Moon ca- Moon administration and Shin Changjong's camp.
0: Interesting, uh, Professor Huang. As always, thank you for joining us and going up close today. Thank you. Professor Zhang Huang from Hankuk University of Foreign Studies Law
1: School.